0: Hi, I'm Levi from WCF. Before we get into this episode of Faith Foundations, I wanted to take a quick minute to introduce a few other podcasts in the WCF Podcast Network. I am a co-host on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. Sam Taylor from Cleveland, Ohio, produces weekly devotionals in Pause to Consider. Think Mr. Rogers meets Fireside Chat. I love Sam's humble style and I think every episode is fantastic. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or on our website at wcfoundation.org/podcasts. Also, did you know that WCF sponsors thousands of meals a month for children in India who are unable to afford any food? Please visit wcfoundation.org for more info and donate if you can. Now, here's the show. The subject of this talk is the coming Messiah For countless years, both Jews and Christians have been looking for a Messiah. It's an interesting phenomenon of our times that some of the Jewish people feel that they've entered into a messianic era. In the Arab Israeli War of 1967, when the troops of Israel moved into the old city of Jerusalem and stood for prayer at the Wailing Wall, Chief Rabbi Goran declared, We have taken the city of God. We are entering the Messianic era for the Jewish people. That comment echoes a sentiment felt by many Jews. David Ben-Gurion once said, I do not have the slightest doubt that these days are those of the Messiah. One has to ask the question, What does it mean to enter into the Messianic era? Probably the statement has different meanings for different people, but one must ask the question, Can there be a Messianic era without a Messiah? The Jews have always been looking for a Messiah. It's part of their whole religious outlook. What's new is the conviction that the coming of the Messiah is close. Until recently, the hope of the Jews was next year in Jerusalem. Now they're in Jerusalem. Now some are looking for the Messianic fulfillment. I think it is also common knowledge that there are many Christians who are looking for the Messiah. We call the Messiah Jesus. As Christians, we are looking for the second coming of Jesus, the Messiah. It's an extremely interesting thing that the evidence that the Christian looks at for the coming of the Messiah is pretty much the same evidence which leads some Jewish scholars to this conclusion the essential evidence is Israel itself. It's a fact that the Jewish people have returned to the land of Israel, have re-established themselves in Jerusalem, and thus are fulfilling the prophecies of the Old Testament. The prophet Ezekiel in chapter 37 associates the regathering of Israel to their land with the appearance of a king who will bring blessings on the nation. This chapter is familiar to every believing Jew. Jesus knew the writings of the prophets well. This prophecy of Ezekiel, as well as many others, gave a picture of the time of the appearance of the Messiah and of the restoration of Israel. It was this knowledge which enabled him to prophesy, Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. That's taken from the 21st chapter of Luke. That chapter deals with the second coming of Jesus and how his return was to be associated with the rising of Israel again after years of dominance by other nations. What is the meaning of Messiah? Messiah means essentially the anointed. This idea comes from the anointing with oil of a ruler, whether it be a king or a priest. In the Old Testament, the use of Messiah, or anointed one, implies a coming king. The prophets gave a composite picture of the Messiah as one who comes with authority from Almighty God, who comes to save Israel, who establishes his rule in Jerusalem, his rule over Israel as king upon the throne of David in Jerusalem, who establishes a new world order. He comes with power. He brings about peace, justice, and plenty in the earth. It was understood that the Messiah would be a descendant of King David because God promised David that his offspring would sit on his throne forever. This is found in 2 Samuel chapter 7. David, in Psalm 72, expresses the role of this great Messiah. He says, Give the king thy judgments, O God and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness, and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people, and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy, and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations." He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish, an abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea, and from river unto the ends of the earth. This is just one of many Bible passages which led the Jewish people to look for a Messiah. The Christian view is that Jesus is the Messiah. The word Christ is actually a Greek word, which also means anointed one. Since anointed one is equivalent to the word Messiah, then Christ means Messiah. Jesus Christ means Jesus the Messiah. So when they asked Jesus, are you the Christ? They were asking if he claimed to be the long-awaited Messiah. It's obvious to the Christian, in retrospect, that many Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah were fulfilled by Jesus. The Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, so said Micah chapter 5. That's where Jesus was born. The Messiah would be born of a virgin, see Isaiah chapter 7. Jesus' life was outlined in Isaiah chapter 50, chapter 52, chapter 61, and many other places. Jesus's entry into Jerusalem on a donkey just prior to his crucifixion is foreshadowed in Zechariah chapter 9. His betrayal for 30 pieces of silver is predicted in Zechariah chapter 11. Isaiah 53 predicts his suffering and death. So does Psalm 22. So does Psalm 69. Daniel 9 shows that the Messiah would bring in everlasting righteousness. While many prophecies about the Messiah were fulfilled in Jesus, Jesus, however, wasn't the kind of Messiah that the Jewish people expected. They were looking for a conqueror. They didn't see the two roles of the Messiah, that he'd first come as a lamb for sacrifice, then later he'd come as a lion, as a ruler, Should there be any doubt that Jesus claimed to be the Messiah, the Christ? One has only to read the Gospels. Let's read about Jesus' trial before Pilate, found in Luke 23. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. When Jesus said, Thou sayest it, this is a very positive way of saying, Yes, I am. If you'll read the whole narrative of the trial and crucifixion, especially John chapter 18 and 19, You'll realize that Pilate didn't want to have Jesus crucified. He tried his best to get Jesus released. However, the Jewish hierarchy were incensed at Jesus and wanted to destroy him because they said he wanted to be their king. This is the reason they crucified him. When they crucified people in those days, they put a sign on the cross above the head of the criminal to say what the crime was. The crime recorded above Jesus' head was that he was, quote, the king of the Jews. The Jews wanted that removed. Pilate said he wasn't going to remove it. The Jews said, well, why don't you change it to say he says he is the king of the Jews? Pilate said, no, what I have written, I have written. The key to understanding the Messiah is that there were two roles for him, first for sacrifice, second as king. Even the disciples didn't understand this until afterwards. In the book of the Acts of the Apostles, it tells us as much. In Acts chapter 1, we have an interesting discussion between Jesus and his apostles after his crucifixion and resurrection from the dead. Let me quote. When they therefore were come together, they, the apostles, asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? The question then was, Are you going to be the Messiah to restore the kingdom now? Jesus answered, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Almost immediately after this narrative, Jesus went to heaven in a cloud, and while the apostles looked towards him, towards heaven, two angels appeared to them and said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing off into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. From this time forward, the return of Jesus became the great hope of the Christian Church. In many of Jesus' teachings, the message is clear that he will come again. The parable of the nobleman in Luke 19 talks of one who has to go away and receive a kingdom and come again. In Matthew chapter 25, a coming of the Lord in his glory is described, showing him as he sits on his throne of judgment, judging the nations. In Matthew 16, Jesus says, The Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works. Here Jesus is almost quoting from the prophet Daniel, chapter 7, where it says, One like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion, and glory, and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. Let's summarize these thoughts. Christians and Jews, some at least, are looking for the coming of the Messiah. The Christians say that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus Christ means that Jesus is the Messiah. The signs of the Messiah's return are with us, signs like the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. Jesus said that Jerusalem would be trodden down by the nations until the times of the Gentiles were coming to a close and when the time of the Messiah was near. So in 1967, when the nation of Israel took Jerusalem back after over 2,000 years of being dominated by other nations Many people saw this as a sign that the Messiah was close. By way of conclusion, the coming of the Messiah and the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel are inseparably linked. Therefore, the focus is on Israel. The Messiah will come and restore Israel, but of more importance, the Messiah will return to reward his faithful, whether Jews or Gentiles, Those who are in Christ may look with hope and confidence to that great day of the return of Jesus Christ from heaven, that great long-expected Messiah.